Hello and welcome to a very belated new episode of Full Send with Christina Kim. And Alan Shipnuck, we have been in Apple podcast hell. <laughs> Apparently there's another podcast out there that has Full Send in its title. They committed some sort of copyright violation. Our podcast was mistakenly flagged, taken down, and it's like, did you ever see that movie Brazil from like the 80s? It's like, it takes place in this dystopian future, and this bug falls into the typewriter. It creates a typo, and it sends this guy's life into utter turmoil. He didn't do anything wrong. It was very much like that. And um, so it finally got resolved, and we're back. No. I don't even know what the copyright violation. It better be a, be a good one. I mean, like, I hope they put like an entire new, you know, Jay-Z record up there or something, because... This like seriously slowed our roll, oh, but we're no back. Shit. See, I thought we did something wrong and they like flagged us no. or something. We, because I was just like, we just sit here and talk. Like, you're allowed to have podcasts with like similar names, you know? And I'm like, hopefully this wasn't like a vanilla ice, um, bohemian rhapsody, like ding, 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 you know? <laughs> like, I was freaking out because I was like, I didn't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, yeah. It was just total modern life encapsulated in, you know, someone else does something and then it, it, it sends you, you into a tailspin. But they can't hold the great ones down, Christina. We're back, baby. We're back. Yay. I've missed you. <laughs> I know. I know. And then we had the Ryder Cup episode where you were traveling and, and we had uh, Ryan Friends as a pinch hitter. So, yeah, we've, we've got a lot to catch up on. Like, let's go. Tell me what's going on in, in your life, your golf game, um, all of it. Well, so let's see. I am a little bit over a week from coming back from four straight MC Hammers. Um, I've been going through it as the young people would say. And I am currently in like revamp <laughs> of my golf swing right now because I, this, I, 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 this fucking right elbow and my, like I, I've done this whole thing uh, earlier in the year where I went and visited this uh, gentleman. His name's Dr. Bob Neal, um, not Bob and Neal, uh, but Bob Neal. And he <laughs> does this like, like, you know, super, uh, high techy sort of, you know, it's like the, you know, this high tech golf performance stuff where he like attaches all these sensors to you. And then he gauges like where you're generating your speed, like the sequencing of your swing, all of this, all of that. And I, um, he had told me that like my hips fire at a great rate, but my shoulders arms and golf clubs swing at the same speed. And so there was, it was basically like I had a, um, you know, like I was like Frankenstein's monster, but with like something super athletic from the hips below and then something, you know, an actual corpse from the hips up. So as a result, I hope, I hope he used that term, by the way, he did not That'd be amazing. He, if that's what he, he did not. No, unfortunately, <laughs> he didn't say I'm half of Frankenstein's monster. He was he was great about it. Actually, he was like, yeah, you just you need to get that upper torso going. And I just for the longest time didn't understand what was going on. And so, you know, just really working on getting my shoulders to um, what's the how would I to rotate. 
period. Mm-hmm. And because it's like I'm I've like looking at these videos and I'm like, I'm fucking getting stuck and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's like the moves are not bad. It's just that like. You know, it, it, it's just there was like someone tossed in like a sugar cube into my gas tank. And so it just kind of fucked everything up. And so it's been mentally exhausting because I've been swinging so well and just, you know, like I'm like paring it down. And I'm like, well, let's see. I lost like six miles an hour of club head speed and I've done this and I've done that. And I'm like, where is this all stemming from? And I'm, I'm, I'm super big into cause and effect. And I'm just like, OK, I know that right elbow just not getting in front of my my body is the effect where is that fucking cause and so I've been working very diligently on figuring that out and then it was just one of those aha moments where I was like oh wait so if you turn your shoulders then you know and 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 working um you know working with my coach on and just getting like my shoulders to like do the thing and move like it's just it's infuriating but I I I feel good um and so let's are you making progress I'm definitely making progress like I um you know I just I I'm in my golf attire right now and I just finished playing nine holes over at Orange Tree um over here and I like the fourth hole is this uh uphill par four and it just there was like one moment of glory where I hit I I drove it 270 yards and it was just glorious and I was just like so there so you're saying there's a chance you know and then I it's like but now I can feel (laughs) when I'm in like my old swing of just not getting those shoulders going and it's so you know and and and, you know I I have good enough hands where I can save those shots to an extent but you know it's like I'm losing like 25 yards just by you know and it's exhausting physically and emotionally because it's just not efficient you know, and so, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's been a time. No, it's, it's tough to make a, it's tough to make a living saving shots over and over. That's, that's not what you want to be doing. But I mean, it, I empathize, at least you found it. I mean, that, that's, that's part of, that's a big part of the equation. And that, then you have to master it. Then you have to learn to trust it. I mean, it's, there's, there's different steps. Uh, For sure. So I mean, when, when when you get to the next LPJ event, I mean, are you looking forward to uh, putting it in play, or is there is there going to be like a high level anxiety? Like, I don't know if this is going to hold up. I mean, when you make changes, how, how does that affect it? You know, your confidence level when when you show up at, a, at in competition. Well, I will say I'm very fortunate right now because I can sit back and say, well, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you know what the result is you know, basically another, you know, it's just going to go from four to five missed cuts in a row. And I'm like, why the fuck? Like, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, you know? So I'm like, I'm not going to be insane. I, I, I'm very, I, I, I have a wonderful ability to be like a chameleon at times or like, like I can replicate things pretty quickly which is both good and bad because it'll be like today I'm going to, you know, uh, have a, a, a Tiger Woods swing thought. And then the next day he's like, I'm going to have an NB Park swing thought or I'm going to have this or I'm going to have that. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I just have to find where my where my swing thought needs to be and just trust it and stick with it. You know, less trust it, more just stick with it. And so 
um, for me, you know, it's, I'm like, why would I want to, why would I be, why would I be so scared that I'm willing to do the thing that has already been missing cuts? You know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, it it sounds, it sounds freeing if you, when you get to that place. So, um, I wouldn't, it's not rock bottom and four missed cuts sucks, but uh, at least you're in you're a place where you're ready for the change and, and you've embraced it. I mean, and that, that's got to be, uh, get you a little fired I up. have no choice. Like, because you know what the alternative is. You know what I mean? Like, and it, yeah. it's kind of, it's, so another thing is I don't know when my next LPJ start is going to be because there's, uh, the girls are playing in, uh, the, the ladies are playing in Korea this week. I did not get into that. And then uh, we've got a couple of weeks off and then we have our tournament in Tampa and then the CME. Um, at this moment, I'm not in CME. And at this moment, I'm not in the tournament in Tampa because it's a 108 player field. And so I have not made my priority status high enough in order to get into that field. And a couple of things. I'm 98th in CME points. There are a dozen girls behind me in points that are in because of how they played all the fuck way back in 2019. Which, again, to an extent, I understand. But I've been given fewer chances to start. And I've played better than them this year overall and so i'm going to have to go in to do the monday qualifier which is like okay fine like that's what i'm preparing for right now and i did apply for a sponsor's exemption and um it's it's very it's kind of ironic i i find it hysterical with every every definition of hysteria in that the one i know one of the girls that did get one of the invites she just turned pro earlier this year great girl um she works over at golden ocala went to ferris state awesome awesome girl and I actually gave her a set of PXG irons because she had the Gen 1s. I gave her a set of the PXG irons that I had received that I decided that I wasn't going to play with this year. I gave her the the Gen 4 0211 ST blades with a shaft that was fit much more appropriately for her. She got she got the invite. So to an extent, one of my iron sets is going to tee it up for sure that week. And <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'm just uh. like... What, 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 what reincarnation of Confucius or the Buddha or whatever that has been reincarnated into an ant did I accidentally step on? Um, so it's just, it's one of the things I'm like, there's nothing that I can do. It's, it's all kinds of fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that is one of the things that, that always interests me about uh, professional golf is players helping each other. Like I can think of many times I saw Steve Stricker on the putting green with Tiger, Tiger Woods, and giving him a little tune up on his putting stroke. And I would think every other guy in golf was like, "Dude, what are you doing? This is not a guy we want to get his stroke grooved." And you know, Steve Stricker's just the nicest dude in the world. He's not going to say no. And um, you know, VJ Singh was always helping guys out. And I mean, it's not a zero-sum sport. It's if you can play well alongside this person and 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 have your own success, but it, it is it is ironic. Uh, sometimes you help the wrong person at the wrong time. But uh, I mean, what where do you come down on that? I mean, have you have you ever turned down a player who who is asking for something uh, because you're like, you know what, I'm trying to beat this girl, and and I don't really feel like contributing to her. Uh, <laughs> Uh, success. So, I'm like, not what, a what monster. I would never 
I would never deny anyone <laughs> anything. I'm sorry. I, I, the way I see it is if. That would not make you a monster. I mean, in you know, my world, it's, it's a competitive does. sport. It doesn't. Okay. I get that. I, I, I definitely, I, I understand right, what you're saying. But for me, I'm just like, if I see anyone struggling, I'm going to do everything that I can to help. Like it's, that's just how I'm built. And again, that's part of the reason why I am absolutely certain I'm going to die destitute and alone, probably somewhere under a bridge. And I'm totally okay with that. I've had a good run, but it's the, the you know, for me, it's similar <laughs> to, you know, the, the, the vaccine man, the, the, the vaccination argument, even though there shouldn't be one of, yes, you're, you're here to help yourself, but you're here to do your best to ensure people like Colin Powell don't die due to COVID complications because he had cancer as well as being immuno, you know, he's, he's immunocompromised. He had cancer of the white blood cells which is the the you know and he was unable to build his antibodies so for me it's it's about so much more than just myself um and if i can if i can be a part of someone else's journey i think it's very fulfilling and it's it's very kind i just didn't think that i would get kicked in the teeth by a horse that's got its feet covered in its own shit already Destiny is not that wow, horse. That took okay. a dark turn. Destiny yeah. is not that horse. It's just the whole the whole situ. So that being said, going back to it, yeah. if I don't make the Monday qualifier, my fate as to whether or not I'm going to go to final stage Q series is out of my control. Yeah. Which will uh. make for compelling content for our podcast, I guess. So you're welcome. Yeah, I mean, your suffering does make good content, so thank you. I got but, you. Uh, we we would prefer for you to, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. It, it's so funny on the topic of swing changes. So, you know, I am immersed in this Phil Mickelson book. I'm probably 80% mm. of the way through it. It's due December 1st. Congrats. And the big annual Uncle Tony Invitational is coming up. It's, it's a week from um, today is when it starts. And a few weeks ago, I, I I called up the commissioner, who of course is Matt Janella, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Buddy, I can't, I can't come. I'm just overwhelmed by life." The day after the the UTI, Uncle Tony Invitational, not urinary, <laughs> urinary tract infection, that we do welcome those jokes, is the start of high school basketball season, and I'll be coaching again at Carmel High oh, and gosh. all the stuff. And so I just sort of had the weight of the world on my shoulders, and I like. And he's like, I refuse to accept your resignation. You're coming. He's like, it'll be good for you. You know, get away from it all. You can still stay up at night typing if you want to. And so I'm going. Uh, and, but part of also my, I've, I've hardly played golf in the last like six months because I've just been focused completely on work stuff. Right. And when I, and I'll go like a month without touching a club. And then like I got invited to the member guest at Monterey Peninsula Country Club, mm, which is wonderful and great. But I'm, I, no, I know, but I'm saying like two very, very, you know, top 100 golf mm -hmm. courses, hyper competitive because there's all the, the money on the line and the trophies and, and it's just hard to like parachute into that setting when you haven't touched a club. And so then you kind of play bad and you feel bad about yourself and it perpetuates this thing like I can't, I can't play golf until I can really get serious about playing golf. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to show up abandoned, like totally rusty. And again, with the firm turf and the crosswinds and this this like ridiculously overheated uh, competitive environment. It's like it's a tough place to go and find your game. But I've kind of just decided in my head because you know my what's really been hurting my game is I'm just the big miss off the tee. Like I'm just not driving it well at all. I was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to play a cut on just a big banana slice on every tee ball. And so I've been thinking about it. And when I'm down at the river with Monty, I'll grab a stick and I'll kind of rehearse it. So uh, whether I can actually do this on the golf course is a total unknown, but at least I have a game plan and I've got a thought in my head. And when, when I'm laying in bed at night and I'm, I can't sleep and I'm playing all the banded courses, like I'm playing these beautiful butter cuts, you know, down, down the left center. So uh, I've got a plan. That's all I got, but we'll see what happens. I would say uh, if you get a moment couple times a day do some clamshells do some squats do like 15 yards of walking lunges a few times a day just so that you can keep your 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 glutes activated which will help with your your back and your core that's all i can say and and the, the uncle tony is an absolute war of attrition it's like sunday of the u.s open like guys are going down it's been a long week of carousing and drinking and hitting the dispensary and staying up late playing dice and then going we have, we've kind of pared down the itinerary in a, a nod to our advancing age it's not really <laughs> as many 36 whole days as there used to be, but still like, uh, it's just, it's yeah, I'm physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, not quite ready for it. So, but that could make me dangerous, like to go with no expectations and, and just like, just be happy to be there. Like who knows? Absolutely. But, uh, I, I so do. I'm not saying that I'm not saying. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I do have Bandon locked in my forecast you are probably going to have to encounter some slashing rain and wind i'm just i'm just going to share that with you i as far as i know the next week is supposed to be yeah no i've been pretty wet so prepare is all i can say <laughs> i've been i've been following it we we've had amazing luck on, on all these trips a lot of times it was in the summer we just kind of moved it to the fall but I've hardly ever gotten rained on. We've had some some big, you know, some wind days, of course, like everyone gets there. But uh, yeah, I've definitely I've been watching the forecast. It's it's like thirty forty percent chance of rain every day. So who knows what that actually means in reality? But um, it'll be fun. I mean, again, it's just all part of the 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 war of attrition. It's cold, wind, rain. Like I love that stuff. I I don't play in it at home very often. But if I want a trip to Bandon or to Scotland or Ireland or wherever. Like it, to me, it's part of the fun. Absolutely. And you have to expect I think, it. I think a big part of playing well, you have to expect it. You have to embrace it. Like that's a huge part of playing well, I think is just to enjoy it. Like enjoy the challenge. Know that you're just gonna be fighting on every hole. And if you can, if you can just, just keep going, uh, that makes a huge difference. Cause uh, I mean, let's face it. A lot of people have bad attitude when the, when the elements are bad. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, even though I have a bit of trepidation about the state of my golf game, but whatever. It'll be, it'll be a freaking blast. And, and that's the thing. It's uh, not about how yeah. you play. It's ba about basically, the experience. Yeah. I mean, there's there's 14 two-man teams, essentially, and only two or three are going to have a chance to win. The other 10, 11, 12, are just, they're just having a great old time. So in some ways, like, I mean, almost every year I've, I've been in contention with my partner, Steve John, because he's a freaking stick, and I'll have my moments. And... I mean, it's like nerve jangling. It takes me back to high school basketball, the adrenaline. I mean, and that's like so much fun. But if you get off to a bad start, in some ways, it's almost better. Like, okay, we're not going to win, so let's just let's just have fun and uh, win some side bets and and uh, and just have a great time and enjoy the walk. So it's kind of a win win. If if you play well, you, you have the excitement of being there down the stretch. And if if you play crappy, you, you might have more fun anyway. Exactly. So it's uh, it's all good. It's all good. But. 
Um, I'm so excited so for you. What did you think? Did you have it? I know, I know. It's going to be like you used to show up on Wednesday. Now we're getting there on, on Monday. It's like Monday through Sunday. It's like a, a full week. God dang. And it's, you know, we, we do alternate shot at Old Mac. We do the, the punchable uh, putting contest. We we have like, we got an eight sims on, on Bannon Preserve. Uh, we play every golf course on the property and it's like, it's just immersive experience. Walk to the labyrinth on, you know, the last morning, like a lot of, a lot of action around the fire pit. I mean, it's really one of the reasons why the fire pit collective is called the fire pit collective. Cause there's um, a lot, you know, strumming guitars and drinking and hanging out in the fire pit is, is a big part of that week. So it, it's a freaking blast. I love but, it. Um, you know, I'm just laughing. We have this, this, this mega group. Yeah. We have this mega group thread and people are, you know, posting TrackMan videos and there's like, they're going through pyramids of balls and they're like so locked in and that's just not my reality right now, but it's okay. Um, so, so what about, what, what do we, what, what's our take on, on the world of golf here? We, we gotta, we gotta address Rory McIlroy and Ricky Fowler and, and all the, the events out, out in Vegas. Cause you know, Colin Morikawa, it was, it was an absolutely spectacular leaderboard. Even though to me it was one of the most boring golf courses I've seen in a long time. It was just like flat greens and guys were just it was just too easy. But nevertheless, the best players uh, were there at the end and and you know, we talked you and I didn't get a chance to talk very much about Rory coming out of the Ryder Cup, mm. um which was obviously he played poorly but sort of in, in some ways endeared himself even more to golf fans with his honesty and his rawness and uh, to go from that nadir and then come back and win in his next start, pretty incredible. No doubt. I, I think that, you know, there are times when showing your humanity when you are looked upon as superhuman can be so freeing. And I also, I mean, I'm a huge proponent of just fucking crying. Like, purge yourself of all those emotions, <laughs> even if that means going by way of your your uh, your eye holes and your tear ducts. Like, I honestly think, like, the number of times where I'm like, you know what, I need to cry. Like, I need to get some shit out. And just, you sit there in the bathtub and you just weep. And then you wake up and it's like you go to bed, you have a little bit of a headache because you've been crying so hard. You wake up the next morning and you're like, <sighs> feels like a total weight off of your shoulders. So I think that it's 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 one of those things when <laughs> you have all of these pressures put upon you and you're looked upon, you know, because he's still, you know, he's 32 years old. He's very young to be looked upon as a leader, in my opinion, you know, but but he is. And, and obviously greatness is oftentimes thrust upon you. But even with that, like that's mounting pressure. And, you know, you got to let that shit out at some point. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled for him. Um, and I love the fact that I forget who it was. It was something like, I think maybe Shane Lowry. Cause I, I have all of my, um, PJ tour notifications that pop up all the time and everything. And it was something like Shane Lowry shot like 12 under, let's say, or, or 13 under, and you finished like 58th. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, you know, and then I was yeah, like, um, yeah, was... I looked and I was like, and Rory shot 25, like, God damn. That's just, yeah, no, they, they tore that place up. We, so can you, can you cry? 
can you cry on demand? You're like, okay, I need to cry. Let's just, let's just let it out. Well, it needs, like, there needs to be a reason to cry. Like, you can't just sit there and be in a good place and then just start crying. Like, that, that is just a little, uh, that's... Okay, so you're not Meryl Streep. You're not Meryl Streep. Oh, if I had to, I could right now, but it wouldn't be a genuine cry, I don't think. Like, I would be able to get my eyes to water, <laughs> and then as a result of that, I'll be able to think of something sad. Um, but for the most part, no, it, it has to be like a, like a completely immersive experience is the way that I see it. It's all got to be happening. Okay. You know? I respect But that. yeah, I can cry. I mean, like <laughs> if you give me about 45 seconds, I could start tearing up, but it's, it's not, that's, that's like, it's like forcing yourself to hit a draw when you normally play a cut. It's, it's not, it, it's, it's not <laughs> one worth it. What, what would... What would what would you think about to get to that that place? And now I'm really intensely curious. Uh, first, I would just make sure I keep my eyes open. I would look up a little bit, um, and then so the the eyes would start to water. And then you know, I mean, just anything like you know, one of the last episodes of Ted Lasso, or just the idea of you know Sarah McLaughlin's you know angel song while you're sitting there watching like the Humane Society or or, or ASPCA commercials or something <laughs> like that, or just the idea of there's a dog that's not getting fed somewhere or a kitty cat that's not getting pet um you know the, the the idea that you know there are so many people that are dying in the world everything that's going on in haiti right now i mean i could think of anything i could think of probably like a really sad hallmark commercial and then that would just get it get it going and then i would be able to start feeling bad about you know whatever i actually want to feel bad about in terms of what's going on like in my life in my golf swing and this and that whatever but you know there's always there's always something um you know or any moment in marley and me this is actually educational <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I get it. I feel you. All right. Well, this is helpful in case I ever need to, you know, squeeze out a few tears on demand. I'm yeah, you got to open that, your that, eyes. Open your eyes so that you there's you so that you see the white surrounding your pupil, because then your eye is going to be like, oh, what the hell? Like, what? what did, did someone close the window. And then your tear ducts are going to start going, and then you start thinking of something sad, and you're just like, oh my god. Although there is, they do say, I think it's something like if. If your tear is falling from your right eye first, it's disingenuous. But from the left eye first means it's genuine. Like there's this like I, I read this somewhere where it was. No yeah, way. it was just it was maybe something along the lines of like how to like it was like uh, it was like how to tell if someone's manipulating you, I think. Is one of the things where, where it's like, you know, if you're talking to someone <laughs> and they like look off to one direction, they're recalling a memory. Whereas if they're looking off in the other direction, they're trying to create a lie. I forget what exactly it was. Um, I don't remember what any of those things were, but I was just like, huh, interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> um, all right, so how, how much did you get to watch of the... <laughs> of, of, I, I have to let that all marinate a little bit, but um, yeah. So how much did you get to watch of the, how do you say it, Aramco team series, Aramco? Give me, do you know the pronunciation of that? Uh, No. That's not a part of my universe, so no. yeah. No, I I do know that Charlie Hall I mean, shot sixty four in the final round, and I'm proud of her for getting um getting the W. I I am not here to yeah. be judgmental. I just know that that is not a. No, you are. You you are here. No, my life. That's the, is your very not definition of having your own podcast. No, my 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 purpose in having a podcast is just to talk. Um, but no, I, I, we've talked about this before. I, I'm, I don't really, 
I'm a little torn because, you know, one, I'm a firm believer of you. In order for there to be change, you have to meet people where they are. But where people where those people are was in New York, not in Saudi Arabia. Um, and then at the same time, I was like, well, if I did go, I could have, you know, let's say if I played well and had a press conference, I could have been talking about, you know, women's rights and LGBTQAIP plus rights and, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, law enforcement reform, not not abolition, just reform and all of those things. I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to want to go, though. But I'm proud of Charlie. She yeah. shot 64 in the just, final round. Just in case anyone's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because obviously this whole thing is funded by Saudi Arabian money. That, that's the, that's the issue. And yeah it's also it's kind of to me it's almost sort of an unfair burden on on female golfers in that i mean the the european tour that the men play is is floated almost entirely by saudi arabian money and uh, middle eastern money and oppressive regimes like if, if they if they started saying no to all the bad actors out there who are sponsoring golf tournaments like the european tour would basically blow away and um and so everyone's just kind of accepted it, you know? And so to put the onus on, on LPGA players or, or women golfers from around the world, you know, that's, that's ask that's a, that's a bit much given that, you know, you guys don't, you need to be, have a solvent tour as well and, and make a living. So, um, yes. no, I think it's, a, it's a, I think it's a genuine, that's a genuine issue that all golfers need to confront, but I don't think it's fair just to put on the women is my point. Uh, for sure. For sure. It's it's it, but there is an additional sense of, I don't know if I would call it irony, but you know, part of the problems are the fact that some you know a lot of the issues in Saudi Arabia are the rights of women, and you've got women that you know true. like it's. But again, if 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 their if their prince really is wanting to make changes as opposed to just making it look like he gives a shit. Then yeah, I mean, I, I I I don't. I'm happy to support things. That doesn't mean I have to be on the forefront of that. Like I have no problem watching something with trepidation and being told, "Hey, you're wrong." Like he actually wants this or that, or he wants to be known for helping all people or what have you. But until that is actually proven and shown by how his um, people are being treated, I don't have to believe it. I don't. Not saying he's lying. I just don't. I just don't see any actual fruition of that to his own people. It's just that he's putting in millions of dollars into these tournaments with, um, you know, players not from Saudi Arabia that are playing and getting paid for, as well as, you know, probably just as much money going into appearance fees and bullshit like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a healthy skepticism, I think, is warranted in this situation. But Just patience. You're right. It, it, maybe this is the start of some... Yeah, we'll see. But I think we're both heavily skeptical. Uh, so one thing you and I haven't talked about either, which I'm curious your take on, it, it, again, it's probably not a big, as big a factor in the women's game, but the um, more length. generally the USGA finally kind of, yes, driver length. But not just the driver length, but the USGA finally wading into these murky waters, right? They've been sitting on the sideline for a really long time. And... Mike Wan's now running the show, and it seems like they're. This is the first of a few steps where they're going to try and rein in the power game, which, 
admittedly is more of an issue on the PJ tour than the LPJ tour, but what is your, what is your take on uh, the USGA finally becoming a little more activist on, on this subject? One, you're talking about those amateurs, right? As Phil calls them. Um, yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Read the room, buddy. Um, uh, no, so one, yeah, that. And then two, ADT about damn time. You know, and I'm worried it yeah. might be borderline too late on top of that. Um, I hope it's not. But, yeah, like, I, I I don't know. Like, I'm I'm all for, you know, believing in your convictions, obviously, as, as, as I was just, you know, ranting about the previous segment. But at the same time, it's just like, well, okay, but do you do you really think that limiting the length of a driver shaft is going to truly deter people from wanting to play golf? You know, like look at look at baseball, well, look at <laughs> tennis, look at football, all of these sports. Like you're only allowed you're allowed certain parameters. So why is golf not being held under the same scrutiny of, you know, to maintain the integrity of the sport? There have to be certain parameters that should be met. Like, I don't know. Right. Not a forty-eight inch driver, dummy head. You know, I I don't know. I, I I'm all for it personally. Yeah, it's just it's time for something to be done. I mean, you've got these modern, optimized athletes playing on these ancient playing fields, and the the game has just been too skewed in the direction of power. I mean, look, look, talking about what Roy did out in Vegas. My basic problem with that whole tournament was that the back nine on Sunday was just boring. There was no sense of imminent danger uh, because he could just lay up with hybrids and three woods and still smoke them over everything. And that just left little short irons into the green. And, you know, good players who are playing well, they're just not going to miss greens by that much if they have a wedge in their hand. You know, they might hit to 30 feet and have a harder putt, but he's not going to blow into the desert from the middle of the fairway with a nine iron. And so um, it just felt like the, they've, the, it's tilted too much in the direction of the power player where it just takes a lot of the excitement out of it. And I'm fine with the guys making birdies, and I don't even really care what the winning score is, but it, they're just, it's just coming too easily right now. Um, you know, the, there's, I mean, I, to me, like the, the ultimate risk reward hole in golf is 15 in Augusta National. I've stood up there on that hill so many years, going back to the early 90s, watching guys hit that shot. And when, when they have a three iron in their hand, it is freaking dangerous. And they, they, have to, they have to shape the ball in there to get it to stop. And it's so fun to watch because they, they can make a three or they can make a seven. And it's all on the table. And if, if now, if you're just going to nuke an eight iron as high as you can, um, it takes so much of the danger out of it and so much of the art because you just hit it as high and as straight as you can. Um, uh, so it was just like, you know, there was that moment in the telecast where in the span of a few minutes, McElroy, Abe Anser, and Colin Morikawa all made eagles. And, like, eagles are cool. I love eagles. But when when they come a little too easily and there, there's, 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 there's very little risk and it's all reward, it just it takes some of the fun out of it for me. So that... That's why I'm, I'm glad the USGA is finally taking this on. Um, it's, you know, reducing driver length is the simplest, cleanest way to address, um, to start addressing the issue. Uh, they're they're going to have to keep going if they truly want to 
you know, make some of these older golf courses relevant and, and they want to, they want to bring a little more art back into it. Um, but it's, it's a beginning and I think it's an important beginning in that it shows that the Mike Wand administration is ready to, to start taking action. No doubt. I mean, Mike Wand, he degaff, like he don't give up. And when you take all of the factors involved with where technology is these days, like, Ultimately, all you're doing is, you know, and it's it's a great building block because at least at this point, it's like, okay, we don't have to worry about rolling back technology. We don't have to worry about going in a completely different direction. We just take shafts that are already, you know, they're all built and all of this and that and just making sure that they, they are capped at a certain length. Um, you know, although, you know, I think they say the vast majority of the, the players on the PGA Tour, which I think is a greater problem uh, by way of driving distance and obsolescence of these golf courses than it is for the women. You know, most of them play, you know, I, I think it's no more than 45 and a half inches finished length. Um, so it still won't really solve much of the problem. You might grab a handful of guys that are going to have some issues. Um, but at least, you know, it's, it's, it's at a point where it's like, well, we already have all of these bits and whatever of research and this and that, whatever, like, is there anything we can do with what we already have? And, you know, they, in their own roundabout way, I know the USGA has been trying to figure out how to get not so much to not, to, to not amplify the best when it comes to golf, but, you know, like they were like, oh, well, there are too many birdies and there are a lot of people, not all of them. But a lot of people are using the anchored putter. You know, they're using the belly putter. They're using the the broomstick. And it's like, well, if we take that away from them, then there there won't be quite as many birdies, which is, you know, not necessarily that that's the ultimate goal. But, you know, it, there there is going to come a point when it, if it already hasn't happened, where things start getting away from you. And I sit there and I'm like, yeah, but like the the ban on the anchored putting which I was I was all for because I I didn't do it and I was just like you know what they're they're doing their best to try and figure out what they can do that was more of an effect and less of an actual cause because like yeah they're making more birdies their proximity has gotten better though and the reason their proximity has gotten better is because they're hitting a nine iron in instead (laughs) of a six iron you know it's like you just kind of keep scaling it back a little bit um but i i this with all things this would be the most cost effective potential way of starting this yeah. this change and this this reform it's if you true. will um so at least i think they're trying to give people some time to figure out a way to you know so that they don't have to just sit there and be like well all of this is trash let's just burn all this and it's like oh how's your carbon footprint doing yeah, now it's, it's the first shot across the bow and as you're saying, even like the change in the grooves, it was they were they've been nibbling around. I'm, I miss yeah, my V grooves. They've been nibbling around the edges of of this, and I think the, you know the old leadership at the USGA. They there have been so many decades of compromises and kind of running away from the fight, and I think that's why this is significant. Not because, as you say, it's not going to affect that many players, the the shaft reduction, but. It's it's just there's a new sheriff in town, and you know Mike Wan. He worked at, in the equipment industry. You know he worked at, at Wilson and TaylorMade, and so mm-hmm. he has great relationships with those guys. Taylor and made. I think mm-hmm. he's he's a obviously we all know he's a very effective salesman. I think he can make the case that this is what's best for the game, you know, in a way that other previous USGA leadership folks could not. And so, I, I, again, it, it's just it's just time. I mean. Um, you know, Rory is hitting his hybrid 275, he's hitting his three wood 320. 
and there's no golf course on the planet that can really challenge them at that point, you know, as, as it stands from a, from a, a length issue. And, um, it's just, I just missed some of some of the, the way the game used to be played. And I don't want to sound like a dinosaur, but I mean, I remember watching, you know, out on tour events in the nineties and early two thousand, like it was just a different way that the players would attack the golf course. Um, and it, it sort of evokes what's happening on the LPGA now where, you know, there's, there's still, you still have to play the golf course to a large degree as it's presented. You can't fly everything and there's, it's a little more tactical and it's a little more artful. And I mean, of course it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I mean, you know, it's true. Like, is it cool to stand behind the green or behind the, the tee box and, and watch, you know, Dustin or Tony Finau or whomever smash the ball? Of course we all love that, but there's, there's a downside to it. And I mean, the TV product is really freaking boring. Like I literally took a nap on the back nine in, in Vegas because there's just no way that Rory was going to give any shots back. Once he had that three stroke lead, there's just, there's no danger out there. There was, there was nothing that, that could trip him up. And, um, you know, he, it's different if, uh, if he's coming to agree with a six iron versus, versus a wedge, like you, there's a more chance you're going to hit a bad shot and mm-hmm. get yourself in trouble. And so for all the reasons, you know, it, you know, Phil, Phil's, kind of falling back on, well, we got to do what's best for the game and grow the game and people want to hit it a long way. But I think what's best for the game is it's a really exciting product, you know, um, from as far as at the highest level. And the tour has gotten increasingly sort of monochromatic and boring. And th- that's the bottom line for me. Like, I just I just think watching tour golf has gotten gotten tedious. And so um, I think the more they can, they can roll back the equipment, the more interesting the golf will become. And that's what I miss, so... That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I would say two things. One, like, and, and again, I agree that we need to make sure that we get as many people involved in the game as possible. But, you know, how many people, it, it this kind of tells me a little bit about what, you know, my, my thoughts and opinions when it's like someone's like, well, they just want to see us hit the ball really far, you know, and, and I'm just like, who is all of this they? <laughs> right that you speak of, you know, and, and one thing that I love about what Mike and everyone at the USGA is doing right now is that, cause it's, this is, you know, it was like when Mike was with the LPGA, like he had a, you know, the players were one of his number one concerns. He also had to uh, be cognizant of our sponsors. He had to be cognizant of the, of, of, um, you know, I would say network television, but we still don't fucking have any. Uh, so the golf channel and, you know, he had to be cognizant of like, you know, these, these things, but now that he's, heading the USGA he has to be concerned about manufacturers he has to be concerned about golf courses like he this is his first foray into doing the most equitable thing that he possibly can while still trying to rein in on the 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 horrors of hitting the ball too (laughs) goddamn far um but real quick what do you think is going to be the next change then that's a good one I mean I I think ultimately it's going to be the golf ball um, it, it's, yes. it's simpler. Um, you know, if you, if you all of a sudden, if you, if you make the club head maximum size, 300 CCs, every company in the world got to re-engineer their, their golf club, the, um, the golf ball, it's, there's, a, it, I would cool. love that though. There's, there's, there's fewer people out there on, on the golf ball. There's, there's, 
as far as manufacturing, there's, there's not the same level of, you know, you don't need titanium and graphite and massive engineering. I mean, it's one product and is it going to suck for Titleist perhaps, but you know, I think initially, initially, again, we're talking about bifurcation where everyday golfers, nothing's going to change for them. So they're still going to make sell as many pro V ones. Now there's going to be this cool new product that only the tour players have that might be coveted, as for souvenirs and for autograph seekers and for high level amateurs who want to give it a go. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll help them in, in some way. They've, they've got this, like, it's like getting behind the, the velvet rope. Like, Ooh, I got one of Dustin's golf balls. Like how cool is that? It's not, not the same TP five X I can buy a golf exactly. mart in Seaside. Like this is actually a, a very limited edition special thing. Uh, I mean, there, there might be, that might make it kind of cool and fun. So, and, and honestly, yeah, it'd be like the um the the uniforms that whether it's MLB or NBA or you know something the the shoes that the guys have, the cleats that they have, like there there is a reason why that they're they get something different and special and unique, you know? Like it's it's part of you know, I, I look upon it as like this is a perk. Like everyone's so fucking selfish as it is at the professional golf level, not in a bad way necessarily, but you know, it's, it's, it's an individual sport and we, you always got to take care of number one, unless you're willing to give a set of irons to someone that's going to end up taking your spot in the tournament, which is, it's, it's, it's still just funny to me. Um, but like, you know, like th- this is another way, Hey, you snowflakes, this is another way you can be looked upon as special. Here's your own golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, it's, you know, I have a feeling as long as we're doing this podcast, we're going to be talking about um, equipment stuff and the way the game is played. It's 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 an, it's evolving and it's it's interesting and it's contentious and uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's this definitely change is coming. I think that's the bottom line, and uh, I think that's a good thing. Real quick, again, sorry, you said the golf ball. What about the golf ball? Smaller? No, no, I don't think that. Yeah, Spin? I think they, you know. However they want to do it, whether changing the, the man, there's a, a lot of ways you can do it, but, um, essentially the, they'll, they'll just say, okay, on our, you know, iron Byron test, the golf ball can't fly more than 292 yards. When we, we put it on this machine, you figure out how you want to do it. If you want to change the, the density of the core, if you want to use different materials for the cover, if you want to, if you want to create it, you know, make it more high spin. Like, I think you'll still they'll still allow the different manufacturers to do things differently to meet the needs of a wide variety of, of tour players. And it's not going to be uniform. Like everyone has to play the exact same ball. It's just merely, it can't fly past this distance in our testing and figure out how you want to do it. And I, so I think, I think there'll still be a lot of difference between a Bridgestone and a Titleist and a Callaway because they have all their engineers and they're going to, they're going to try and maximize what they can get under whatever rule comes down. But, um, you know, I, I think it's just, there's just going to be uniformity where whatever the number is now, you know, in their testing, we're going to lop off 10 or 15% of that and go figure it out. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I'd be totally okay with a smaller golf ball. Cause that would <laughs> also fuck with the, um, the, I mean, cause there's that per there's a, there's a ratio of size of club head to golf ball that a lot of us are comfortable with. Yeah. And there's, you know, aside from just loft and everything, but the length of like, there are some people that are like freaked out with, by hitting their driver because they're like, the ball looks so small. <laughs> well, so imagine doing that with every club vi- in your Visually. Bag. Yeah. Like have you ever like putted with like a, like a black golf ball, it looks smaller just visually. 
Yeah, it's, right? it's the same size, but just because yes. the way your eyes process it. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, sure, why not? I, anything's on the table, I guess. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's like the size of a size of a it. marvel. <laughs> Be hard to find in the rough, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's where the shot chaser comes into play. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but that's the thing, like just incrementally smaller, yeah, you know, and yeah, it, sure. or if you make it smaller, but smaller where it's just past imperceptible and then your brain is just going to be like, wait, what, 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 yeah. what? No, it's fun to think about. And then that could mess with the mental aspect of the game too, which I'm, yeah, I'm all for imagine, that. I love shit Imagine like poor that. Bryson. He's, <laughs> I can already see like the, the steam and the, the springs are popping and, and things are breaking in his brain, like. Uh, actually, I look forward to that. Yeah, and then you got Dustin with the monkey and the symbols <laughs> in the best way. No, we, we in all the love best Dustin. way because he's just yeah. like, that's a golf ball now. Okay, no, I'm gonna hit it, and if I get bored, I'm just yeah, gonna leave. No, he's aspirational for sure. Uh, well, all right, we've we've touched on a lot of things here, CK, but the most important of them is that you're feeling good about your golf swing and. Um, you know, we're on this journey with you, so uh, not to add any pressure or anything, but we're just excited to see where, where this takes you. And, uh, you know, well, uh, I'm sure we'll get more reports going forward. Ditto, ditto for how, how I weather the storm sure. at the Uncle Tony. In fact, next time we tape, I'll, I'll be up in band. Everyone is sending you prayers. Yeah, I'll be in band. Like, uh, I love it. What could I go wrong? It. I'm going to totally revamp my golf swing and go play in 30-mile-an-hour crosswinds. I mean, it's a recipe for success for sure. Um, so absolutely <laughs> absolutely anyway. all right well it's always fun it's, it's good to have you back and for the listeners out there we will um, we'll be coming coming to you with our, our regular scheduled programming going forward um, so every week barring the unforeseen agreed so thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of Full Send with Christina Kim and Alan Shipnuck that's a wrap Bye.